Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast. This is episode 88. I am doing a solo podcast today, which means it's just going to be me. Uh, again, so if you don't like the sound of my voice, this would be a good time to stop listening. But as always, when I do these, I will try to stay on topic of what I'm, uh, the points I'm trying to accomplish. And uh, I, I promise not to ramble too long and, and, and veer off in one direction too far, which is easy to do on a solo, but I'm going to do my best to stick to the topics at hand that I want to stick to. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. I, I meant to have a guest today, and I wanted to. And I'm not going to call anybody out by name, but holy shit, people are noncommittal. Um, uh, I've had a few people that are like, yeah, 100% I'll do it. And then they sell out on me or they don't even respond. And, uh, you know, when I follow up and I'm like, hey, man, we're still good for tomorrow. They, they don't even respond. And uh, not, not all of them, certainly, but a few people. And I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> if you don't want to be on the fucking thing, don't be on it. I don't care. I'll survive. Just say no. Um, or you're not interested, or you don't like podcasts, or the sound of your voice, or, or whatever. Um, but anyway, I've got some stuff I want to talk about, so I'm going to do my best to uh, not suck at what I'm getting ready to do. So uh, I have been intermittent fasting a little bit, and I've tried it in the past, but I've never really done it correctly. And I've been doing it for like, I don't know, 10 days or two weeks, and I am really starting to enjoy it. Like, I find myself having so much energy, and what you have to do when you're, if, if anybody's listening to this and thinking about doing it, you really just have to suck it up. Like, there are times where you feel like your stomach is kind of eating itself, and you're like, holy shit, what is wrong? You know, like, I'm dying, I gotta eat something. But if you just ride it out for a few minutes, that feeling will go away, and I, I don't know. My mood seems to be better. I have a lot more energy. I've been working out on an empty stomach, and uh, it's been like 17 hours since I ate, and I, I need to eat, but I figured I, I was going to knock this pro, this uh, podcast out first. So if you're if you're thinking about uh, intermittent fasting, or you've ever even considered the idea, um, I say give it a chance. I, I've tried it a few times, and I never, like I said, gave it the proper chance. And I may have even gained a little bit of weight in the short, inter, you know. And it's not about losing weight necessarily. It's just about, you know, I was reading about all these benefits it has. And uh, a good byproduct of that is that you do lose some weight. Um, so it's not necessarily all about that. But uh, I have lost some. And, I, and after I fast for a while, I have to, I have to almost make myself eat because it's you know not good for you to go too far obviously but anyway this podcast is not just about intermittent fasting but i do uh, recommend it um i've been doing some new stuff at the comedy store every monday and i personally build my act pretty damn slowly you know maybe just a line at a time um but they're, you know, I like to think they're pretty solid lines um, that I work on. So that's uh, something that's been going on in my career. I've been going down every Monday, and, and no matter what time of the show I get up, whether it's early or late, um, trying to have a good attitude about it and not being apologetic about what I'm saying, even if it's edgy or controversial or any of that shit. Uh, and it's been working out really well for me. Uh, I've really been... 
enjoying stand-up again, like when I first started, um, it's very exciting to have a new line or something and try it and it work. And uh, there's so much going on in the world these days that, um, anyway, I- I've really been enjoying myself. Um, update on our boy, Micah Earl. He is uh, Micah Earl Colat. He is doing awesome. He's beautiful and he's smart and he's very physical and never stops moving. And we are remodeling our house right now. We knocked down two walls and re- we're redoing our kitchen. So it's been a bit of a challenge because he's got a, a small area to play in, and he's so active. I, I, I just I feel like I'm just constantly turning him around um, when he's when I'm watching him, um, and he's so funny. Like you build towers out of blocks, and he it's like he can't stand it. He knocks them down immediately. Um, so it's funny, and he's starting as he stands, and he's going to be walking before too long, and. It's going fast, and everybody keeps telling me how fast it goes, which is almost annoying, to be honest with you, because um, I, I know it. It's like, well, what do you want me to do? Stop it? I, I can't stop it. And they're like, enjoy it. It goes fast. I'm like, I fucking know if one more person tells me that. <laughs> but I get it. You know, it, it does go fast, and, you know, especially if somebody doesn't really know you, what the hell else are they going to say? Um, and it's hard to not get annoyed with people who give you unsolicited advice or give you, like, a a comment that you can't tell is a criticism of your parenting. Like, we were at church on Sunday, and this guy came up, and he goes, uh, because Micah never wears socks or shoes. I mean, he's a baby, so he doesn't need shoes. And he hates socks, and he has adorable feet. And it's California. It's not like it's cold, and it's summertime. But this guy came up and he's like, my wife and I were talking and wondering if if that baby even owns socks or shoes. And we're like, no, what are shoes? You know, and we just kind of laughed it off or whatever. But it was very like, are you insulting us? Are you telling us we need to put socks on our baby without actually saying it? Or what's your problem, buddy? Um, And maybe it was just us being too sensitive. But I couldn't help but take it that way. So it, it's it's funny. Um, all right. So that's the update on uh, my career and my boy and what's going on with us. Um, what else was I going to tell you guys? Oh, um, Jeffrey Epstein, the guy who uh, was all the sex trafficking and uh, up on all those child molestation charges and all that stuff, he killed himself, which, well, they say he killed himself. I think it's very, uh, people always want to say these days, if you have any questions about anything, that it's a conspiracy theory. And certainly there are conspiracy theories out there, but I'm tired of people acting like if you have any questions about anything, that you're a conspiracy theorist. And you guys know that I certainly have some conspiracy theories, if that's what you want to call them, but... I don't think there's conspiracy theories so much as I just have questions about certain things. And there, I was talking to a friend who is very in the know about this stuff, and he said that there are records and flight logs of Bill Clinton being on the same plane with Jeffrey Epstein like 28 times going to his private island where he did all this vile shit with young women. Um... You know, and if young women are your thing, fine. But 
they don't need to be under 18, you sick fuck, you know, just, can, can you not wait? I mean, you should probably wait, you should wait till they're 21 or 25, to be honest with you, it's kind of gross if you're like 60 or 50 or 40 or even 30 and you're dating an 18-year-old. Wait a few years, you know, let her let her mature a little bit and, and let her brain fully form before you try to have sex with her, you know? Um... So I, I think it's very telling, or maybe not telling is the right word, but convenient for the Clintons that he, I'm using air quotes, killed himself um, when he was on suicide watch, and I, I'm not sure how he died. But if you don't think the Clintons have the power to do that, you're out of your mind. And I'm not saying they did, because I don't know for sure. But if you don't think it's possible... And it sounds like they certainly had the motivation to do it. And it, it, it was getting down to nut-cutting time where they, they either had to do something or not. And all I know is the guy is fucking dead. And it's very convenient to some very powerful people. Probably not just the Clintons, but... And again, maybe I'm completely wrong and maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist and I should wear a tinfoil and all, hat and all that shit, which, by the way... Uh, Sam Tripoli has a podcast called the Tinfoil Hat Podcast or something like that. Uh, I'm probably fucking up the name of it, but he was going off the other night about this particular topic and making a hell of a lot of sense. Um, his podcast is, is, is rooted in conspiracy theories, but the stuff he was saying made so much sense. So if you're not familiar with that podcast, uh, the Tinfoil Podcast or tinfoil hat podcast or whatever it's called sam tripoli is his name very funny comedian very uh um magnanimous kind of a guy like he he just one he's just one of those people that when he starts talking you listen and and you might not even agree with what he's saying but you almost have to listen to it because uh he's just that guy he's just a very good speaker and uh and he really believes in the stuff he's saying and and you you can't help but be impressed with all the knowledge that he has whether you agree with it or not so after after he was he was literally telling me a couple days before how much clinton stood to lose if if epstein was to testify and and say some shit and i'll be damned if three days later jeffrey epstein wasn't dead of an apparent suicide and I used to love Bill Clinton. I used to love him when I was younger. And now that I'm older, the guy's a skeezy bastard. What he did with Monica Lewinsky, I was one of those people that back in the day was like, oh, so he got a blowjob, big deal. Well, she was like 21, and he was the president of the United States. And he was like 60. It was pretty fucking gross. And I, I imagine he's done that more times than we can count. He just got caught that time. And he did that when he was in the White House, so, you know, with the potential to be caught by the entire world. Um, so, uh, I used to love him. Great speaker, very smart. He presided over what appeared to be a pretty good presidency, but now I'm just kind of grossed out by him. And uh, his wife knew about it and was okay with it to the point where she didn't, you know, divorce him. Um, so Hillary Clinton makes me sick now, too. And... It's crazy to me how much I have changed concerning certain topics. Um, 
and I'll get to that, but I want to I want to stay on task here, so to speak, so to speak. Um, I, I put something. I wanted to say this real quick. I, I put something on uh, Facebook a couple days ago about about the media, and I said, uh, "Hey CNN," and and I, I later corrected it to CNN, etc., because it's not just CNN. But I had read an article um, that CNN wrote, somebody from CNN wrote, and uh, it was so opinion-based. It was written like fact, but it was just their opinion. And and it just kind of made me sick because I was like, is this what journalism is now? Like, don't they think we can... They, they don't trust us to just report the news and let us form our own opinion. And it gets under me. It bugs the shit out of me. And so the other day I put on Facebook, I said, uh, hey, CNN, could you just report the news and let us form our own opinions about it if you're still capable of that? And my cousin, um, one of my cousins, who uh, I've never been super close to, I don't talk to very often unless I see him at a funeral or something, um, but he got on there and he was like, are you including Fox News in this? assessment of the media. And I said, actually, yeah, all media these days has kind of lost its way. And, uh, and they're very slanted about which, you know, it's very apparent what side they're on. Um, and we, we got into like a Facebook argument and then I private messaged him and I was like, Hey man, um, I don't want to argue with you and, you know, in front of people, everyone can see these comments and I don't want it, you know, I'm not looking to argue with you and this and you know like this and uh and he was very snarky about it and and kind of a dick and uh um unfriended me and blocked me and said some really shitty things and then before I could respond to him he just blocked me and I, I sent him a text message the next day and was like hey man I don't want to fight with you this is ridiculous I, I mean you know and and he wrote back something else snarky and mean, and I was like, all right, fine. Okay, I go, good luck to you. And he goes, uh, he goes, I can hear the snark from here. And I was like, no, you can't, because I'm not being snarky. I mean that. Uh, I want nothing but good things for you. I have no problem with you. And uh, I don't know what he said beyond that, because I blocked him on my cell phone, because... I don't need that kind of shit in my life. If you're that... If you're that... Uh, averse to hearing someone else's opinion, and you're going to be say mean things to me about my career and this and that, and... Uh, fuck you. You know? Uh, we weren't that tight anyway. I don't care. Life is too short. I have a family... And I need to stay positive, and I didn't want to read any mean shit he was going to say. Um, so maybe someday we'll speak again, and if we don't, I'll survive. <laughs> um, and, and I think that's kind of childish to unfriend people and block them and all that. Um, but at the same time, sometimes that's your only option. And not to sound like a little kid about it, but he started it, and he did it first. So piss on you. And, and, and I do hope for good things for you, and I hope you uh, chill the fuck out, but 
I'm not going to try to convince you, and especially after I tried to be nice again about it, even though you'd said some mean things to me. And I only say all that because it's like we seem to be in a place in our society where um, people don't listen. They don't listen. They, They infer a lot of things. They hear things, and they decide this is what they, they mean. And it's like, well, maybe just take what they say and, and listen to it. And we're, it's just a weird time to be alive, like not just because of the whole text messaging thing and, and messaging and people not speaking face-to-face anymore. Um, but I, if I send an email and it has three questions in it, I am lucky if I get one of those questions answered. And usually I don't get any of them answered, but never do I get three or even two of those questions answered. I mean, almost never. And I will space it out <laughs> and make it make it very uh, easy to read, so to speak, and, and still very rare that someone answers two questions and even one. Um, and... That's where we're at in society. We live in a in a world where you, people listen to sound bites and and they'll you know somebody will say something and the media will get a hold of it and run with it and before you know it it's a fact. And again, I'm using air quotes, um, which I normally hate to do, but it it, it has to be. <laughs> some things have to be air quoted these days um, because some things aren't facts, and they sure as hell turn them into them. Um, after I put that, it, it, a lot of people commented on it and most people were agreeing with me, um, about the the news and how slanted it is. And the media seems to be very, um, slanted towards a, a liberal bias these days. Um, and I, you know, they, they have their own reason for it, but All right, here, here's where it's easy to start rambling. Um, this guy sent me a, a video, a YouTube video, about where all this stuff started, about, like, Trump being a racist and all that. And it mainly started with that thing in Charlottesville where they, the, there were, you had one group of people protesting, saying these were historical landmarks and, and, and as part of our history and we shouldn't remove them. And then you had, these are the peaceful people. You had the other side being like, no, these are racist landmarks and we should take them down. So President Trump said there are good people on both sides, meaning there were peaceful protesters thinking, historically speaking, we shouldn't take them down. And then there were good people on the other side saying, no, these are bad landmarks and we should take them down. And then... Those asshole white white uh, nationalists came in, and then you had the Antifa idiots on one side. So you've got extremists, meaning the white nationalists, and you've got Antifa, and they're the ones that made all the noise and, and were assholes about everything. So Trump said there's fine people on both sides, meaning peaceful people on both sides with good, legitimate, non-racist reasons for... Wanting the pro, wanting the statues and not wanting the statues, you had those people, and he said there are fine people on both sides, and that's what he meant, and that's what he said, 
And by the time the media got a hold of it, people thought he was saying there are fine neo-Nazis and, and there's fine white nationalists on both sides. And that is not what he said. It's just not. And I've read a lot of these uh, text me- or excuse me, tweets that he's written that people say are so racist. And I, I haven't read all 50,000 tweets the guy has done by any means. But the ones I was reading that people were so upset about, about him saying racist things, I was like, these aren't racist things he's saying. And, and I'm going to catch some shit for that, and, and people are going to argue with me. But the, the media hates his guts, and they take... The guy could cure cancer and AIDS in the same day, and, and they, peop, there are people in this country that would find a problem with it. And here's the thing. The guy is arrogant. He is not a good speaker. He's... He's a lot of things, um, but mainly he's not a good speaker. Um, but if you you can find videos and and concerning the immigration thing, there's certainly a lot of things about when it concerning immigration that I don't I'm, I don't know everything about it. I'm no expert on it, but you can find videos of Clinton and Obama saying the exact same thing about immigration that Trump did. It's just they were so much better speakers because they're politicians that they were able to say it in such a way that people were like, yeah, I agree with that. And Bill Clinton got a standing ovation from Congress. But if you sit there and you actually listen to what's said about immigration, about the fact that you need to go through the proper channels and blah, blah, blah. They said the exact same thing as Trump. They just said it better. And America is all about window dressing. We don't even give a shit for the most part if someone's a bad person, as long as they're good at hiding it. You know, JFK is looked at as a hero, and Martin Luther King, and they were in a lot of ways. They were great men in a lot of ways, but they were also... Not good men in a lot of ways, in some ways. I shouldn't say a lot of ways, but in some ways they weren't. JFK used to fuck women with Jackie in the next room. Um, it's, It's rumored and verified, depending on who you ask, that Martin Luther King used to cheat on his wife. And nobody's perfect, and nobody's without fault, and, and, and all those things. But could we stop being so full of shit about who we choose to vilify and, and who we're okay with? Mike Tyson was convicted of rape, and, and you can't hardly find anybody who's disgusted by that. Everyone just assumes that was bullshit. Well, that girl was 18 years old and had no real reason. Her dad was a huge Mike Tyson fan. Um, and I say all that to say that, that it's just crazy to me who we vilify and who we don't in this country. And you can say that he didn't rape that girl. Well, he was convicted of it. <laughs> so somebody thought he was. Um, and there was no, you know, I, I'm not trying to make a podcast about Mike Tyson. I'm just saying that the guy was convicted of rape, and most people would be disgusted by that. And certain people we give a pass to. And I just, I, I don't, I don't understand those things. Um, 
America is all about window dressing. And and people were saying that that some of the stuff Trump was saying was racist because some of the people he was questioning, like the, I can't even think of his name, Cummings, I think, from Baltimore. You know, he, I don't know how it started, to be fair, but questioning somebody in a leadership role who happens to be a minority isn't necessarily racist. It's almost racist to think that in this in 2019 you can't question someone in leadership who happens to be a minority without it being racist. Um, it's almost kind of an insult to whatever nationality or creed or color is being questioned. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it does to me. Um, and, and concerning the border... Um, I understand the outrage about the children being separated and all that. Nobody wants anything bad to happen to children. Um, but to my knowledge, all that shit was going on under Obama too. And, and this isn't me trying to convince you to, to like Trump or any of that stuff. I've just realized that I don't know if he's the monster that people are trying to make him out to be, especially the media. And I never, ever thought I would say any of this stuff. Four years ago or three, whenever, two and a half years ago when he was going to be the getting ready to be the president and was just down to him and Clinton, I was like, what the fuck is going on? In him? How are we even possibly going to elect this man president? I was, I was just like so many people right now to where I was almost pissed off about it. Like, what are we doing? And I got to tell you, in a lot of ways, the guy's doing a pretty good job. Prison reform, uh, black employment is, is, unemployment is the lowest it's ever been. Um, unemployment overall is, is as low as it's ever been. Um, Hispanic unemployment is as low as it's ever been. The economy is kicking ass. Every, every month my IRA goes up and and I haven't been contributing to it, um, not recently, but it goes up every month. And again, I have family members with small businesses, and they're doing really well. He's not; it's not all bad. Everything that he's done is not all bad. And again, I'm not a political genius. I'm sure there's there's plenty of things I don't know and don't understand. And I, I'm running the risk of rambling right now. And this is not a blanket endorsement of Donald Trump. I just want to give credit where credit's due and ask people to stop being so full of shit and so hateful. I mean, like my cousin yesterday, part of the reason I was like, you know, I'll block him on my cell phone. Um, first of all, he was pissed that I even got his number. I didn't have his number. But um, I blocked him because he was hateful. Not because I couldn't stand what he was saying, but because he was being hateful about it and not even trying to understand where I was coming from. And if I've lost anybody or if anybody doesn't want to follow me or listen to my podcast anymore or any of that shit because I, I, I'm choosing to say some of the things I'm saying, well, life's short and good luck to you too. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, just because I'm choosing to see both sides uh, of of everything, uh, or at least more to it than than especially the media will show us. Um, okay, back to my point about immigration. Um, it, it's 
again, nobody wants kids to be separated from their parents and all that stuff. But if you were an American and you commit a crime that's worthy of going to prison, guess what? You're going to be separated from your children. And crossing the border illegally is a crime, and it's... If you want to become an American, there are proper channels to go through. And again, nobody wants anything bad to happen to children or or from the being... uh, squalor or bad conditions or any of that, and none of us frankly know what's really going on down there. Um, so if I'm wrong, I, I, I'm i sorry. And I, I... But these everyone who's outraged by it, where was the same outrage when Barack Obama was carpet-bombing Iraqi children off the planet? I mean, hundreds of thousands of people, uh, Iraqis, half of which women and children under the age of five were just carpet-bombed off the planet under Obama's uh, presidency. And no one talks about that, and no one's outraged by it, and I'll tell you why. Because most people don't know. And this is no knock on the soldiers either. They're just doing what they're told and what they're employed to do, and most of which is stuff that none of us would want to do. Um, But the outrage wasn't there because no one knew about it. No one was outraged when President Clinton didn't do anything about Rwanda. Rwanda was in like 1994, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but like several hundred thousands of people were, were murdered in mass genocide and with hacked to death with machetes, just the most vile, awful way. I can't even imagine the atrocities. In six months, like several hundred thousand, upwards of a million people were murdered, and not just by an Uzi, by machetes. So where was the outrage then? And it was nowhere to be found because people didn't know about it. Because the media picks and chooses what they want to tell us about. And the government owns the media, and I guarantee you they didn't want to say, hey, why are we doing this? And this is wrong, and how come we're not protecting the Rwandans if we want to step in and, and help people? You know, how come we didn't give a shit about them? Where was the outrage? Non-existent because people didn't know. If we want to get outraged by something in America, why don't we get outraged by something we can actually do something about uh, instead of all this conjecture and, 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 and reading, inferring and reading things in, well, he meant this. Why don't you just go by what he actually says, meaning anyone who is lambasted by the media? And it's not just Trump by any means, but he's certainly gotten the worst of it lately. And if you point anything out positive that he's done, oh, well, you're a racist too. Well, I'd like to see you call me a racist to my face. If I can't whoop your ass, I will try, because I am not a racist. Some of my best friends are minorities and people I've looked up to, and my wrestling coach in high school was the most influential man of, of my life, and he was a black man, and my pastor's a black man, and I can hear people's internal dialogue right now saying... Um, oh, the old, my, I've, got ra- I've got minority friends, so I'm not a racist. Well, I got news for you. 
that's a pretty good fucking indication of whether or not you're racist or not. My my cousin who unfriended me and all that shit and wants to act all holier than thou or whatever and because he's super liberal, I promise you does not have one minority friend. I shouldn't say I promise you because I don't know that guy that well anymore. And I didn't really know him when we were kids. But um, I almost guarantee you he doesn't. And not because he hates them by any means, but he just doesn't. So it cracks me up when people are like, oh, the old I've got black friends excuse. Well, again... <laughs> if you've got people who you love who happen to be minorities, not just, you know, um, then that's a pretty good indication of whether or not you're racist. And I, I, I would love to see you come tell me to my face you think I'm racist because I'm not. And uh, I like to talk about race and I, 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 I like to talk about it in my act. And I miss a time where we, we made fun of each other a little bit, you know, and where if you were white and you made fun of somebody, that it wasn't, that it was good-natured. Like, here's an example. My friend Tony Venn and I, who's an Asian guy, was opening for me in uh, Laughlin, Nevada, and we were at the buffet, and there were some Asian people behind me and behind us, and they were speaking uh, an Asian language. You know, and if anyone's listened to uh, someone speak an Asian language, it's fascinating. It's so fast, and it's like... Like, you know, I've got a joke about it in my act. Like, you know, how does that mean a goddamn thing, the stuff they're saying? So anyway, I I said to my friend, uh, the joke is much better, by the way. Um, I said to my friend Tony, I leaned over to him and I go, what are they saying? And he goes, fuck you. Um, (laughs) And that wasn't me being racist. Uh, You know, I made a joke. Because he's Asian, and I'm, you know, like, assuming, like, hey, you know what they're saying, right? And that might be an off-color joke, but it's not racist. I don't hate those people because they're speaking a different language. I was just fucking with my friend. And I, I'm, we've gone backwards in society where you can't do that anymore. Or you can, but people get so fired up about everything. And it's like, no, we're supposed to be one human race at this point in 2019. We're supposed to be able to fuck with each other. That's what you do with family. And in 2019, we should all just be family, or at least striving towards it. Not letting the media tell us all this crap. You know, when that guy shot up that that Walmart recently and claimed it was all because of Trump and racism and all that shit... I frankly don't care what someone's reason is for doing something like that. You know why? Because there is no reason good enough. And acting like this is why they did it and this is why we need to get Trump out of the White House because so other people don't do this, that is giving in to anyone who is disgusting enough to murder innocent people. So fuck that. I don't care what their reason was. I don't care what their name is. That's a vile, disgusting crime and no reason you can give justifies it and to say what their reason is kind of gives any other nut job like-minded nut job a platform to do and say the same shit and you know fuck them they don't deserve that um so if we want to get outraged by something in society let's let's get outraged by something we can actually do something about um like prisons I got news for you. 
being a prisoner in most prisons in this country is not that big a fucking deal. It should be harder to be a prisoner. And if it wasn't harder, not so many people would go... If it was harder, then not so many people would keep going back. But if you're in prison, 80-85% of people in prison, they're not murderers and, 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 and this and that. They're in there for a variety of reasons. And most of these guys, including murderers, get um, three good meals a day. They can have commissary. If there's anybody who gives a shit about you on the outside, they can put money on your books and you can, you can buy candy bars and whatever you want. You can have a color TV in your cell. You can exercise. You can have a job. If your teeth are fucked up, you'll fix them. If you have cancer, they'll treat you. If you have any disease, they'll treat you. Um, better medical care than most Americans get. Um, conjugal visits. They get to get married. Um, Chris Watts, the guy who murdered two of his daughters and his wife in, in uh, Colorado, he gets to keep a picture in his cell of the three people he murdered? What the fuck? Ted Bundy fathered a child behind bars? That's another thing, going back to the Epstein thing. If you don't think that that's possible to have him murdered behind bars, you're out of your mind. Ted Bundy slipped the guards of 50 and was able to fuck his wife and, and make a baby behind bars after he murdered 33 women and was convicted of it. He probably killed way more than that. Tex Watson, the guy who uh, killed Sharon Tate and all that shit back in the 60s the, for the Manson followers, he was the main murderer. That guy fathered four children behind bars. Why don't we get pissed off and, and outraged and demand changes when it comes to things like that, that we can be sure of, you know? Um, because I got to tell you, I'm not sure that Donald Trump is a racist, and there's a time I probably would have believed he was. But so many things have come to light that I'm like, wait a second. You know, the media doesn't talk about it, but there's a lot of black people especially that are all about Donald Trump. They think he's doing a great job and, and some of the major inner cities. Um, a lot of things have improved. And uh, there's a lot of black folks especially that are, that are all about Trump. And you will never hear from them, not in the media, Go find them on Twitter. There's some a lot of a lot of black folks with some really intelligent arguments for why he's doing a good job, and the media will never sp- speak about it and and talk about the people that that are behind him and the good things that he has done. Um, so uh, there's just so many things that that and I didn't know this until recently, but his uh, daughter uh, married a Jewish guy and converted to Judaism, and his grandchildren are Jewish, and so all these people saying he's a Nazi and hates Jews and all that shit, um, I, I gotta tell you, I'm not sure if that's correct. I don't think it is, from what I understand. And if he is, and I'm wrong, then I apologize, and, and uh, you know, I would never, I, I would never back up somebody who who really truly had those views and i don't know if he does or if he's just getting really screwed in the media and and people want to say like i don't know that's that's my stance on it and uh i'm not saying that he's a great guy and in the first the first election i told my wife i was like we can't i can't vote for clinton because i think she's evil 
um, but I can't vote for for Trump either because I just can't in good conscience vote for that man because I was so disgusted by just him as a person. But I, like a lot of people, was so worried about the window dressing of it you know, how per, you know, his orange makeup and what an arrogant idiot he was and some of the shit that came out of his mouth. But then you have to actually listen to what he's saying sometimes and look at the job he's doing and the fact that he's not taking a salary and this and that. And, and you can come up with all the arguments you want, and they might be completely legitimate. But we need to start talking to each other and not all this name-calling. I hate when I hear somebody say libtard or Trumpster or any of that bullshit. Can't we just be Americans with different viewpoints? Um, I hope I haven't rambled too much so far in this thing. Um, Joe Biden, you'll never see this in the media, but the other day he said some really, <laughs> in my eyes, unless they, unless racist shit, you know, um, again, unless his words were twisted around, but I, I, this was on Twitter, you're certainly not going to see it on mainstream media, at least that I saw. Um, but he, that guy slips and says some things that you're like, wait a second. <laughs> you know, um, anyway, uh, I just, people just don't listen anymore. And they don't, they, they oftentimes don't think for themselves. And they, there's so much vitriol and uh, people's feelings are so in the way, I think, of them actually seeing what's what's really happening. Um, so anyway, um, I think we should stop calling each other names and stop focusing so much on, on how something looks rather than what's actually happening. And again, I'm no expert. I don't have time to vet every single thing that's said or done or or any of that. But I, I said this on the other solo podcast that I did. If you want to stop racism, start talking to each other. You know, if you see somebody walking down the street and they're a different color or nationality than you, say hello to them. And And if everybody would start doing that and talking to each other, a lot of this shit would go away. But anyway, I, I hope that I've made some kind of sense. And I know this is a, po- a comedy podcast or I'm a comedian and, and people think I should, I guess, you know, some people think I should just stick to jokes and only joke and, and all that. But I selfishly as a comedian, I want to be able to go back to making fun of things and making fun of each other. And it not, everything is not, I've got a joke about this in my act, but I'll go ahead and say it. Everything is not racist. Um, the joke in my act is not all stereotypes are racist. Some are just good observations. I go, like when I worked with, uh, this was the joke I did. When I worked with Ron Hortman a few weeks ago, um, he's a black guy. He's featured for me. His name's Ron, R-A-H-N. And I told the audience, I go, uh, I go, not all stereotypes are racist. Some things are just good observations. Like when I saw Ron's name on the website and it was spelled R-A-H-N, I knew that wasn't a white guy. And it's not racist for me to point out that I knew that that was not a white guy. There's no white Rahans walking around. Now, if I had looked at the website and realized it was a black guy featuring for me and I had gone, ah, fuck. (laughs) 
That would be racist. But just knowing, uh, chances are that's not a white guy. That's not racist. Now, if I had been like, ah, it's a black guy, I fucking hate that. <laughs> that would be racist. And so, I, I know that no matter what I say and how well I say it, there are people who are going to take it wrong and, and, and that's okay. Life is too short. And if you think that me pointing out that Donald Trump has done some good things and that the media has not been very fair to him, if you think that makes me a racist or an, an avid Trump supporter or any of that, well, you're wrong. Um, I said this in a joke the other day uh, on, the, on Facebook. I'm with the Common Sense Party. And our numbers are dreadfully low, and polls show we're getting our asses kicked. And that's true in a lot of ways. Um, and there's a lot of smart people in this country that don't just that just don't say shit. Um, and I'm not saying that people who aren't racist aren't Trump supporters, because maybe they are. But I bet you there's a hell of a lot of uh, Democrats and liberals who are racist too. They just don't know it, or they pretend they're not, but they're full of shit. Um, so stop focusing so much on window dressing. Start actually listening to what people are saying instead of just deciding you know what they mean. And uh, love each other, you know? I mean, can we just love each other? Can we just be nice to each other? Can we talk to each other? Compliment a stranger. Tell them you like their shoes or their hair or something and see what happens to their face. It's crazy. And I have had so much fun lately being in stores and saying hello to people, and complimenting strangers, just to see how happy it makes them. Why can't we all just start doing that, and agree to disagree on some things, and and love each other? As corny as that may sound, love each other. We're, none of us are going to be here forever. And my baby boy being here especially makes me real that, realize that, because I do see how fast time goes. Um... So anyway, I, uh, I think I've exhausted all the things I wanted to say, and, and I hope no one takes anything I said the wrong way. Um, and if you do, that's your problem, because I know what's in my heart, um, and I know what I'm trying to get at. So as always, go to makingithappen.com, M-A-C-A-N-It-Happen.com, help out little Bo Macon. My website is timgathercomedy.com. Uh, so yeah. That's about it. Follow me on all my social media and all that crap. And uh, I believe that's everything I wanted to say. I talked way more, way longer than I wanted to. Um, so, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. God bless all of you. Take care. Bye.